Hey fellow romance readers, I'm Amy. And I'm Sarah, and this is Post Book Depression. You know that feeling you get when you finish a good book that you didn't want to end? Have you finished a book and just weren't ready to move on from the story and its beloved characters? You find yourself needing just a little more? Well, this multi-trope romance podcast gives you the opportunity to dig deeper with us into books we love as we discuss all the reasons we can't move on. Feeling chatty? You can continue the conversation with us on Instagram at Post Book Depression Podcast or on Facebook in our Post Book Depression discussion group. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and take a brief moment to leave a review. Are you ready? Let's discuss. Welcome to the show, listeners. On today's episode, we're going to highlight our top favorite reads from 2022 These are books that we both read in 2022, but doesn't necessarily mean that they were released in 22. They aren't really ranked in any order other than the order in which we read them. And to help you out, we're going to be including the details of the books in the podcast episode description so that you can easily reference them after you check out the episode. We hope that you'll find some new favorites to check out from our list, and we would love to hear from you if you have read any of these. Let us know your thoughts. You can always hit us up on Instagram at Postbook Depression Podcast, on Facebook in our Postbook Depression Discussion Group, or you can always email us at postbookdepressionpodcast at gmail.com. Sarah, it has been a year of some really great book adventures. Let's dig in. Are you excited? I am so excited. This was so hard to narrow down our favorites and our tops because we've read so much. But I am excited with the list we have, and I can't wait to discuss it. Let's dig in. We're going to kick it off with Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. After serving five years in prison for a tragic mistake, Kenna returns to the town where it all went wrong, hoping to reunite with her four-year-old daughter. Forced to face the bridges she burned in the past, she struggles to find any support from the people of her life before prison. Ledger, a local bar owner and one of the remaining links to her daughter, is the only one who hasn't shut her out completely. This is a heartbreaking yet hopeful story of redemption and healing. Sarah, tell us your thoughts. Okay, I love a redemption story, and I love a story about forgiveness, and Reminders of Him contains both. It's this moving story of this mother just trying to get her little girl back after years in prison, and you know, she fights so hard to prove herself and to earn forgiveness after a tragic accident. So I rated it five star because of the raw emotions that I felt reading it. Their story of forgiveness, healing, and love hurt in all the best ways. I thought that Kenna's pain was reflected so well in this story and I was rooting for them the whole time, you know, as you do. One thing from this story that I particularly was drawn to was how it really focuses on the fact that there is always more than one side to every story and it's so important not to jump to conclusions and assumptions in those kinds of instances, don't you think? Yeah. Colleen's known for writing stories that, you know, pull at your heartstrings. We've talked about her a lot on this uh, podcast. And this was no exception, but there were quite a few moments of comedy to help kind of break that up in the story, Mm -hmm. I found. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Colleen Hoover does a good job at that. She sprinkles in little bits of humor when we need it and stuff. It, It helps kind of take the weight off of the intense, raw emotions, the stories that are tugging at our hearts. I think she just does a beautiful job, and that's one of the reasons why we love her so much. I agree. Of course. We love Colleen. All right, the second one is The Boy in His Ribbon and The Girl and Her Wren Duet by Pepper Winters. When a young boy named Wren is sold by his mother into a life of abuse at the age of six, he finds a way to escape when he's eight years old, unknowingly taking the infant daughter of his abusers, Della, in his backpack. Once he discovers the infant stowaway, he's too far along in his life on the run to return her safely, so he decides to keep her and protect her from the life they came from. 
This beautifully emotional story is their journey of survival through the years and the inseparable bond that grows between them. Sarah, tell us what you thought. Oh, Amy, you know what I feel with this story. We were just talking about this the other day before we even made this list. I am still not over the story, you guys. What and we can read I, it in January. We read it in January. What can I say about the Ribbon Duet? It is a must read. It is one of the most moving stories I have ever read. I still feel it within me. Like if I think about it, I get overwhelmed. I get emotional. I cry. It's a story of survival. It's a love story. I cannot stress how much I love Ren, how much I love Della. I don't want to say too much and give anything away. I highly recommend it. And that's where I'm going to leave it. What were your thoughts? This story is so special. I have never read a story where halfway through the book, the first book of the duet, by the way, that I know I'm going to give it a five-star rating and it's going to be in my top five reads of the year. But this story, it was that way. The bond that Rin and Della have is incredibly special. And of course, it's once in a lifetime and I just connected with their bond. To experience their life of hardships right along with them and watch as time after time Rin puts Della first, it's just remarkable and touching. It made me emotional as well. I found that the writing style of Pepper for their story was particularly interesting as everything from Della's perspective is told from the future looking back and everything from Rin's perspective is told from the past moving forward. So that kept the flow of the story fast paced for me and kept me wanting to devour more as I read. It's such an emotional story. It's probably one of the most emotional roller coaster stories that I've ever read, but you know I love stories that make me feel and this story definitely made me feel. I'm forever moved by this story. I mean, it changed me. It changed me too. It's one of the best I've ever read. I don't know if I will ever read anything that compares to the emotions I felt reading this story. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. It is an age gap forbidden love story and some may find it taboo. So something to be mindful of going into this story. Next, we have A Wish for Us by Tilly Cole. Cromwell Dean is the rising star of electronic dance music and has thousands of fans who adore him, but no one sees the color of his heart. When he leaves the gray skies of England to study music in South Carolina, he meets Bonnie Faraday. She's a classically trained musician and lyricist and lets every note into her heart so she doesn't understand how someone as talented as Cromwell doesn't do the same. He's hiding from his past and she knows it. She is the burst of color in his darkness when he least expects it. But when a shadow falls over Bonnie, it's up to Cromwell to be her light in the only way he knows how, through music, composing a symphony of hope and love. Sarah, talk to us about this one. Okay, this story is so unique. It deals with a topic I had never personally heard of. If I recall, you hadn't heard of it either, correct? Mm -hmm, correct. So I don't want to give anything away because it's kind of woven in there. So um, I was completely enthralled with this story. If you love music, this is a must read. Cromwell and Bonnie have a beautiful love story. I highly encourage this one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What were your thoughts, Amy? So I'm drawn to artsy stories, especially ones with music, because I am a musician myself. And this story was extremely fascinating to me. There were components to this story that, like you mentioned, I had never heard of before and that had both of us, I know. We went on deep dives to learn more. It was very compelling. And in addition to the practical music aspects of the story, the emotional components were beautiful. They were heartfelt. I would say of the top books that I read this year, this one was probably the dark horse that surprised me with how much I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting the surprise elements in it that really drew me in. I would agree with that very much. This book definitely took us both by surprise and I really 
I remember the conversations that you and I had had after we had read it and the topics of discussion that were brought up because of the topic that it deals with. So it was definitely a nice surprise and to read something that had a different component to it that we had never read or knew anything about. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Moving on to Where the Blame Lies and Where the Truth Lives, a duet by Mia Sheridan. At 19 years old, Josie Stratton is kidnapped by a madman and held shackled in a warehouse for 10 months before she finally escapes her prison. Eight years later, when the body of a young woman is found chained in the basement of a vacant house, police detective Zach Copeland is reminded of the crime committed against Josie and wonders if they are dealing with a copycat since Josie's attacker died by suicide. As past and present collide, Zach vows to keep her safe and they are on a fast-paced ride to discover the truth before it's too late while drawing closer to one another. Sarah, we love this duet. Oh, we love this duet. Amy, it is unbelievably good. There is suspense and mystery if you enjoy those components. You and I both do. There is a love story that develops throughout, so obviously we love romance. And if you blend those two together... We are very happy. (laughs) I love Mita Sheridan's writing because she writes strong characters. They face the most unimaginable situations and survive. And Josie is the lead character in this duet, and she is the definition of a strong woman. She She overcomes the most horrific situation a person could ever live through. I highly recommend this duet. It's so, so good. I still think about it to this day constantly. It's vivid in my mind. Cannot recommend it more. It's no secret that I love a good suspense romance and this duet definitely kept me on my toes the entire ride. There are a lot of twists and turns that I didn't see coming so I always enjoy when I'm surprised with these types of stories. You know we talked many times in in previous episodes about how we feel like we're sleuths and we can figure storylines out. But there are a lot of surprise elements in this story I didn't see coming. The romantic components of the duet had great chemistry and I enjoyed those. But I think for you and I, we were really drawn to the high rating for this duet because it really lent itself to some excellent discussions. Mia does an incredible job of making you feel for the anti-hero and has you questioning why characters are drawn to do certain things. And this is a story, like you mentioned, that has just stayed with us for a very long time after we read it. And the conversation components really is what forced this to be a higher elevated rating for both you and I, I think. And we're still talking to each other about this long after we've moved on to other stories. Yes. I love this duet because I specifically talked to one of my sister-in-laws about it and told her how I was kind of surprised how much we were empathizing with the anti-hero in Mm -hmm. this. And uh, if you pick it up, you may say, whoa, 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 Sarah and Amy, what do you mean you're empathizing? But (laughs) (laughs) trust us, read it through, get to the end. You'll see where we're coming from. Next, we're shifting into Once We Were Starlight, another favorite from Mia Sheridan. 17-year-old Karis and her partner Zakai have been living in the Middle Eastern desert of Sundara. This is lush and forbidden oasis where men travel to watch acts of sexual deviancy as a means of sex trafficking. Karis and Zakai find safety in each other and their love for one another helps them survive living in such a dark world. Very suddenly, they find themselves living in New York City in the form of rescue, and this story showcases the obstacles they face in their new lives as they navigate separation and their journey to try and find their way back to one another. Amy, this story is by far one of the most intriguing stories I've ever read. I was hooked from the very beginning. The moment we started this, I thought to myself, 
what are we reading? I remember being kind of skeptical, <laughs> trying to figure out where's Mia Sheridan taking us with this. We have read so many stories and I can honestly say I remember vividly the details of Once We Were Starlight. Mia Sheridan writes a very real issue that our world faces. This is something that people deal with every day. Human trafficking is real. And the approach that she took was so incredibly unique. It's a story of survival. Carrie Sinzekai's love story is incredibly unique. They found love in the midst of darkness. I loved how they overcame both as individuals and as a couple. I recommend this one. Anything of Mia Sheridan is incredible, but this is one of the top for me. I think so too. This is a story that's going to break your heart and then put it back together again. We always <laughs> love those kinds. As readers, we tend to be drawn to those stories that, that tear us apart and then repair our broken hearts. The things that these characters have to endure, they're going to gut you. I mean, living in the only world that they've ever known, forced to perform in front of rich men, is enough to just rip your heart open. But then when they're rescued, they enter into a brand new world that is extremely foreign to them, and the only thing that they can find comfort in is each other. I thought that the connection of Karis and Zakai was so special, and their love for one another a great driving force through the story. While the book covers a very heavy topic in the form of sex trafficking, and like you mentioned, it's a very important issue today, I thought it did a great job of showcasing the hardships that many who are rescued from these situations they have to face and the struggles that they're having to, to navigate in this new life. I love the way that Mia gives a peek into what's to come in the prologue of the story and then takes us through that entire journey leading up back to that moment that she covers in the prologue. Moving on to June 1st by Jennifer Hartman. This is an unforgettable friends to lovers romance revolving around Brant Elliott and June Bailey. When an unthinkable tragedy occurs, six-year-old Brant is adopted by his best friend's family, and June is now his adopted baby sister. As the decades pass, we witness the fierce bond between Brant and June develop into something deeper. Some would even consider forbidden. Together, Brant and June face both joy and tragedy, and their bond remains unbreakable. This is a remarkable story filled with angst, forbidden love, tragedy, forgiveness, but above all, it is filled with hope. Amy, I have never read anything quite like this story. At first, I want to say, I don't think Jennifer Hartman can write a bad story. She is a five star for me all the time. I was going through the list of her other books, and I just can't think of one that I haven't rated a five star. That's a good point. <laughs> and she's just so phenomenal. June 1st, like you said, it's a forbidden romance but it's not the typical forbidden romance. And you and I love a forbidden romance. And the twist that she kind of takes with this is very unique. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. I like that she took a different approach. Jennifer Hartman, something you want to kind of know going into her book, she always writes compelling stories and they usually involve some kind of tragedy. So <laughs> yes, as true. you kind of have to, we binge read her last year and you kind of have to prepare your heart that it's just going to be tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, but it's going to be the best book you've ever read. This story does have a lot of heartbreak. It's another one with a lot of raw emotion, which I find a common theme amongst what you and I read. They make or, the best books for discussion. They though. make the best books for discussion. And the, typically, if it's a five-star rating for us, there's a lot of raw emotion. That's so true. listeners, it's just, I'm going to say it over and over. There's raw emotion in this. But the ending, as you said, is so remarkable. And <laughs> I feel like everybody after they read it, they're going to describe the book as remarkable. And you'll know why once you do. The characters go through so much pain. 
but they come out on the other side. The story is full of hope after tragedy. It is by far her best story, in my humble Mm. opinion. Okay. (laughs) Well, I know that we spent an entire episode talking about this story, so if you missed it, definitely read the book and go check out that specific episode for this book. But we loved this story so much, and we had to include it on this list because, as you mentioned, Jennifer just writes the most phenomenal stories and we love her. I enjoy the age gap forbidden love story trope and even though six years isn't a huge age gap, there's definitely a component of forbidden in this story. It did an incredible job of drawing emotions out of me as I read. I mean, you talked about it being full of emotion. It definitely is. Your heart really goes out to Brant with the things that he endures as a young child, but then you can also feel the internal conflict that he deals with when his feelings for June do start to shift. I felt like Jennifer handled this struggle in a beautiful way, and the story really moved me on so many levels. It has stayed with me, of course, as all the other ones that we're covering in today's episode long after I finished it. We have a few more. Moving on to The Difference Between Somebody and Someone. This is a trilogy by Ali Martinez. Bowen lost the woman he loved and is faced with the paralyzing task of moving on without her. He has resigned himself to a life of loneliness until a survivor from the same plane crash that took his fiance storms into his life. Remy is fire and sunshine, and Bowen starts to believe he has a future with her. As secrets of the past explode around them, he starts to wonder if he had been destined to lose her from the start. This is a story about risking it all for love, no matter the cost. Okay, this one pulled on my heartstrings. If you embark on this reading journey... Be ready for the roller coaster of emotions. It is a beautiful love story, but I caution you <laughs> be prepared for tears throughout this trilogy. It's a love conquers all. It's so wonderful, incredible writing. Ali Martinez is a phenomenal author. This is one of her best, but I definitely say approach with caution. <laughs> And have your heart prepared. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. This is a fast-paced story that has you falling in love with Bowen and Remy and leaving you wondering, though, how is this story going to carry into three books? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Allie Martinez is known for blindsiding her readers in a good way, and this story definitely delivers on that front. Wow. (laughs) I highly recommend going into this one blind and staying away from reviews and spoilers to really enjoy the full magnitude of this truly riveting story. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I should have said that. Yes. Go in blind. You'll thank us for it. I promise. Our list would not be complete without something by Kate Stewart. We're moving on to Drive in Reverse, the Bittersweet Symphony Duet. Stella, a young up-and-coming journalist in the music industry, struggles through her feelings for the drummer of a rock star band, Reed, and her boss of the paper she works for, Nate. After receiving a phone call that leaves her off-key, she takes a drive reminiscing over the start of this love triangle and the emotional journey of her life toward the man she chooses. Reverse is a rock star forbidden romance set three decades after Drive and focuses on the children of some of the characters from Drive. These adult kids discover the secrets of their parents' heartfelt past, and while working through that discovery, they try to navigate through having their own feelings for one another in the process. This is an angst-filled duet of emotion and connection. Sarah. Okay, you know me, girl. Okay, (laughs) listeners, I dug my heels in. I wanted to read this, but oh, 
She fought me for so long. I, I have tried thought, to get her to read I this all year. I was not over Ravenhood. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's another good one plug for that. Okay. With that being said, this story is a music lover's dream. So yes, my music lover friends out there, if you are like me, dig in. You're going to sink your teeth into it. I love Stella's passion for music. She was the character that I could relate to. I've never connected with a character more of how I feel about certain things. I just loved her passion. She is definitely a force to be reckoned with. She is fierce, she's confident, and she's passionate about writing. I loved both Reed and Nate, although I did lean towards one over the other, but I'm not gonna say which. (laughs) Kate does a fantastic job of not letting on how the story's gonna end. Mm -hmm. I literally did not know. Same. Up until the whole way through, I kept thinking one way or the other. I was tempted to read ahead. You as my... (laughs) Did you? No. (laughs) Yes. I was tempted to read ahead because I couldn't take the angst of not knowing. Oh, I couldn't take it, Amy. Those that are to our podcast, Sarah does not do well with angst. Oh, I don't do well with angst, which was another reason why I was hesitant to jump into Kate Stewart because she's so great. But God, the girl just... Ugh. She just gets me in a way that no author does, and I can't take the angst. I can't. I can't. All right, jumping to reverse. If you love music and drive, this story delivers that same vibe and so much more. It's one of those, if you're pulled to the first one, you're definitely going to want to read the second one. I love this story even more than drive. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one was my favorite. I loved the story between Easton and Natalie that takes you on quite a roller coaster of emotions. It's another theme that we have with all of our favorite authors. At times, I didn't know which way this one was going to end up. Kind of like the first one, it answers some questions that I was left with after reading Drive, which I loved. And the writing is incredible. As always, it's Kate Stewart, so you can't go wrong. If you love a rock star story and you have a love for music, This is a must read. I cannot stress it enough. It is a music lovers duet. It really is. One of my favorite things about this duet was that Kate hand selected a song that correlates with every single chapter in both of these books. And to me, that really took the emotional connection for these stories just to a whole nother level. I don't mind a love triangle story. I enjoy the angsty stories, unlike Sarah. (laughs) They always make me feel emotional. And while I gave Drive a five-star rating, I did, like you, I really liked Reverse even more. The emotions in Reverse felt more heightened to me than Drive. And even though it's not a love triangle, it is a forbidden love story. So that added to the angst factor for me as well. But the music that correlates with the chapters was the icing on the cake for me. This duet was a journey, a very angsty one. (laughs) So buckle up your boots, ladies and gentlemen. If you read this duet, you're going to love it. But it is angsty. You're going to love it. And it's going to have the angst. (laughs) You're like me. I'm telling you now. Brace for impact. Brace. Dig your heels in like I did, but then dive in because it's so (laughs) worth it. And I encourage you to listen to the songs as well. Absolutely. I listened to them as I read. Some people can't really focus on listening to music or songs while they're reading. So I read through the lyrics of the song, played through the song before I started each chapter, and then I turned the volume down and just kind of had it as a background music playing under the chapter as I read. And I really... Feel like that helped and enhance the emotional connection. I agree completely. 
Rounding out our list for the year is It Starts With Us, one final one by Colleen Hoover, the long-awaited sequel to It Ends With Us and picks up immediately after the epilogue of that story, following the life of Lily and her journey forward. I'll leave the description intentionally vague to protect the integrity of the first book, It Ends With Us, for any readers who may not have read that yet. We also just did a podcast discussion episode on this story, so if you haven't checked it out, you should, but it was fantastic and we could not have a top 2022 list without this book what can i say about it starts with us i literally what can i say <laughs> amy's making me rewrite what i have to say it's one of coho's best can i say that yeah of course. i can say that. yes you okay can say that. okay she allows it <laughs> it's an unbelievable we don't want to spoil anything for anyone fine. who hasn't read the prequel okay fine she's right when she's right she's right it's an unbelievable story of strength and finding happiness. Can I say that? Absolutely. I can say that. <laughs> We're having too much fun here. It gave us the closure we needed from It Ends With Us. Lily deserved some peace in her life, and this story delivers that. I also feel like it is a story that gives hope to someone who is currently in a situation similar to what Lily's character faces, and it ends with us. It's beautifully written. It's heartfelt. It encourages us. It encourages people who are reading it who may be facing these things. I think that that's about all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. I don't want to spoil. This book was the healing that we all needed, and it was highly anticipated, and of course it did not disappoint. Otherwise, it would not be on our list. I was thankful that Colleen chose to give us a lighter conclusion to this duet, focusing more on the HEA than the drama that they endured through the first story. It's a must read, I think. It's so good. So this is closing out our 2022, the books that we've read, the five-star ratings that we've given. Listeners, we love you guys so much for joining in. This has been our first year that we launched Post-Book Depression Podcast, and we cannot thank you enough for joining us, for reading with us, connecting with us on social media. We are so thrilled to be on this journey with you, to be reading these incredible books and connecting with these characters with you. Absolutely. So we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All the things. We wish you the best at the, as you end this year and you go into 2023. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you want to continue the discussion with us. We would love to hear from you. What were your favorite parts of the stories we've listed? What were your favorite stories of 2022? Hit us up on Instagram at Postbook Depression Podcast or in Facebook in our Postbook Depression Discussion Group. You can also email us at postbookdepressionpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep reading. Bye.